0: I <clears throat> I was gonna write down a script and I didn't. Okay, I, I think I can just reform it. Okay. Have you ever been to the movies? And you're watching a film based on your favorite story or ad, adapt it? No. Have you ever? You know what? It's it's this is easier to think about than it is to do. Um, narrating's hard. Hi, Chad.
1: Hi, Cameron.
0: What's uh? What's up with you?
1: um i'm doing all right drinking, drinking it's like i told you off show i'm drinking free brandy which is cool to need to show up to work and just have like a bottle of booze on your desk as a gift from a co-worker yeah. who's like i don't want this you can have it it's like hell yeah
0: that's a good um, way to start a wednesday
1: yeah i know i finished a decent amount of like projects over the last week and it's cool to like check them off the list we, yeah like, we we're remodeling uh the warehouse and and in one of our buildings the the second floor of it's all been kind of eventually we'll we'll move stuff and expand there and so the last couple months we've been planning and plotting and like what can we do to move this department up here and make it bigger we'll get some more presses we're gonna do all the fun stuff and then we're gonna give them this machine because we're we're gonna take it from this department give it to them and um, I, I don't know how many hours I've put into like the design layout of this and like, how many meetings there have been, but it's been, I mean, it has to have at least been a hundred over the last six months and we're done and we met with the architects this week and the architects are like, looks good to us. We'll have to submit it to the city and we'll get some approval and then we'll just start building for you. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to, to one, have that off the list cause it's been a long time coming, but two, also to just been like. I'm the guy that helps build shit at work now, like conceptually. I definitely don't do it, but I, I write it down and I draw it out and I measure things and it's, it's No, been... that's good. Yeah, that's important. Cool. Um, did you did you see the trailer for Elden Ring? Yeah, man, that game looks fucking dope. Okay, how dare you? There, it's Dark Souls, but there's a horsey.
0: Wait, I mean, wasn't there a horsey in the other Dark Souls? I never played most of them.
1: I don't think there was one in three.
0: I see. I, I think there were a couple shots where they were so visually striking that it's like, oh wow, this is cool. But the more I thought about it, it's like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna even bother with this one. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I'm burnt out on that. I mean, it just it literally just looks like Dark Souls.
1: It it looks like Dark Souls um, with more magic.
0: I don't know. I, I was seeing the same amount of magic that I'm used to seeing.
1: I had like a magic sword. There was a dragon yeah. that threw a lightning bolt. Yeah. It was great. I like the color palette. I mean I, I like I, the I,
0: one boss that was like the the like elk with like cool. stars coming out of its antlers. It's like there's there's a cool um I, I get the appeal. But also there were a lot of enemies that I didn't find interesting to look at and I'm just thinking about the gameplay loop, and it's like, you know, I get burnt out on these really hard every time I try. And oh. it's like, I think I'll just skip this one, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I'm not, like, obsessed with these games or anything, and I don't I won't play it right away. I'm going to make Joe, well, Joe will enjoy it a lot, and then he will make me play it. But I'm excited for that. Like, I'll play it, like, six or seven months after it comes out. But I, I, I was excited with the trailer. I think I think it looks really cool. I love the I, I like the design work that From Software do is great. Like just loved how pretty much everything looked in that game. The monsters are so fucking cool. The armor is cool. The spells we saw were cool. Fucking giant dragon that threw a lightning bolt was cool. Even though it's like stupid, like it's d and D bullshit. I'm like man, I want fucking this in my life. I like the horse. I like that elk you talked about is very it was very neat. I think that the the backgrounds all look very breathtaking and pretty, despite being, like, clearly dreary and fucked up. I'm hoping the narrative in this is at least better than Dark Souls 3. I didn't think Dark Souls 3 had that much, like, a story worth writing about. Bloodborne's got a neat story if you pay attention. Um, Otherwise, it's just, like, neat aesthetic. Kill the bad guys. Um, So, I'm curious how this is going to tackle it, because I know George R.R. Martin did the background and world building for him. And he's pretty good at that stuff. I respect him and I, I, I trust him. Uh so yeah, like I don't know. I, I'm pretty pumped for it, but like I said, I, I doubt I'll play it right away just because my nature to this series is watching someone else play it and then playing it after.
0: I think Bloodborne might be my favorite.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but there was a mech one that came out that I was recommended. And I think I'm more likely to try that one before I go back to fantasy um because visually I'm just I'm finding this stuff to be very boring of like the you're a knight and you wear a dirty brown cloak over your back and you have a sword and it's not that that isn't a neat aesthetic it's just that I feel like we've had four of these in a row and it's oh. just not grabbing me you know
1: I guess um you're not really a knight in bloodborne
0: I, I'm hunter. not talking about Bloodborne.
1: Oh. So wait, wait. What's the mech one?
0: I can't remember. It. It's also, like, su- supposedly it's, like, easier. So it's not really the same experience. But it's, like, it's clearly inspired by... Um, da, da, ba, ba, da. It's, um... Is it called Hellpoint?
1: That sounds accurate the name is familiar hey have you um what's the last mech game you played
0: oh boy it was really bad and i can't remember the name
1: i because the last one i played i think was a gamecube game and like i i can't remember the name either because i'm terrible but um like you'd you'd build you'd build a mac like you you'd have loadouts and then you'd play multiplayer and you're again kind of a box and I wanted it wasn't like isometric exactly, but it, you kind of moved in almost a an isometric way. I, I cannot remember the name of that game. It's very like Japanese and anime inspired. I don't know if that was ringing any bells. No. Oh man.
0: I you know what? I'm gonna go to Google. I'm gonna type in good mech game. I'm curious what comes up. This says Mech Warrior, which I don't care for. Um, Battle Tech. I think I've heard good things about that.
1: Oh, I wonder if it was. Oh, it was custom Robo.
0: Oh, custom Robo is adorable.
1: Yeah, it that game was really fucking good cool. Um, yeah, that's a
0: really good favorite, game. I remember my favorite.
1: My favorite weapon was one. It ended in a dragon, and it just shot like fire, but the fire was in the shape of a dragon, and it had like a missile sound when you did it.
0: My favorite robot was the uh, the chicken. Do you remember that one? I do not. It was uh it was a robot chicken and it had a special melee attack where it would it would jump up and like kind of like crash down real fast and then bounce back up and float for a bit. So you were kind of vulnerable cuz you 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 like hover in the air. But it was a really fast dash and I you could use it to kind of avoid things and attack if you timed it right.
1: Oh shit, they made a, another custom robo game in 2020. Uh
0: 2020?
1: I apparently, was on the Switch. What and Steam? There's I I don't remember that. I have to look now. Also, the first custom right. Robo came out in 2011. I feel ancient. God, that was 10 years ago.
0: Oh no! It's it's from the maker of Custom Robo. It's called. Oh. Uh, it's called Synaptic Drive. That's a weird name, but honestly, um, I'm looking at the, the art design here, and it's not bad.
1: I wonder if it's good. The game, not the design.
0: I'm watching gameplay video, and it's literally the same gameplay. Like, it's borderline lawsuit if they cared. Yeah. So that's that's fine. Spiritual successor to Custom Robo.
1: Cool. That that's that makes me happy. I learned a thing today that made me happy.
0: Yay. Got
1: got free booze. Learned about some Custom Robo games.
0: Um, I've been playing Fantasy Star Online two two.
1: Oh, that came how out is yesterday.
0: That? I it doesn't run. It doesn't work. Oh no. Um I think it's servers. I think the servers are like crashing hard or something. Uh I have this weird problem where the game will just freeze. And wh- I don't do you know much about this?
1: I've played Fantasy Star Online before.
0: So Fantasy Star Online 2 was a very direct sequel to Fantasy Star Online. And That was, uh, I want to say it came out maybe 10 years ago or nine. Like it, it is showing its age now. Okay. And, uh, they decided to kind of do this weird, it's a sequel. It's like a new game, but it's the same game. They just, they completely revamped the combat. So instead of having like a rotation and like, you know, traditional RPG abilities, they made it into an action game.
1: Oh, that sounds kind of fun.
0: Yeah. And then they made the, the overworld is like open map. So you can just run around. You don't like load up forest. Oh, one. You can just run out and go to the forest. Okay. And you have a lot of like cool movement abilities and stuff. And it's all very fast paced. And it's it's very different, but it's based in the exact same map with the same characters. Like you can actually import your fantasy star online two character. Oh, wow. And pick up where you left off. Just now it's an action game. It's a very weird concept, but I think they're doing okay with it.
1: I I have a lot of good memories about Fantasy Star Online because I had it on the GameCube. Me and my brother would play it. The uh, we never got very far into it though. As far as like, it just seemed like we had to grind a lot if we wanted to get to other places or bosses. Like it, it's like, look at how big this game is, and I I don't remember ever seeing like more than the first world. Like, trying to find all, like, it's like, how many quests do we have to do it here before we can move on to the next world? And I didn't know what an MMO at the
0: time was. Yeah, I didn't either.
1: So I was just like, I guess we play this until it tells me when to go somewhere else, right? And so it was just, like, running through the oh, same things. Very... And...
0: Oh, it's a very pretty game. Yeah. Um, The character creator is really powerful, too. You get a lot of tools. But I also, I had to laugh out loud, because, like, I click make a new character, and it literally, like, it's like those parody things of MMO characters where it's like, okay, do you want male or female? And then the male is, like, literally just a robot that looks like a construction equipment. And then the female is just, like, a woman with boobs. Ha! Like, it was, like, people are debating if they're aware of this trope and they're making a joke out of it or if they're literally, like, this tone deaf to the American audience or not yeah, because it's so on point. <laughs> um, but I've seen a lot of very interesting characters like you you have enough freedom that you can make a ugly, poorly disproportioned character that looks bad. And I think that's really important because that makes you appreciate an attractive looking character. Like you can just you can slide the really cool chin slider to Max and it's like, look at me, I made Duke Nukem. But he doesn't actually look that great and then you're going to stand next to an actual Duke Nukem and go oh wait but how'd you do that huh. so I don't know I I had a lot of fun with the character creator because I wouldn't crash but I'm hoping sure. they fix the server soon I'd like to I'd like to really uh, get into it but also my understanding is it's very shallow
1: oh wow you're like, so not wrong about this like this guy could build a wall in a, in a house in and in a tower and this lady's just like
0: I have boob and this is important to note, this is the robot race. Oh That's what the robots look like.
1: Fantastic. I'm glad the, the lady robots are humans with like robot armor up to their thigh highs and then you know b- robot bikinis. Like, fuck that. That's so stupid.
0: That's also um I think that's the the clothing option that covered up the most skin. God damn uh, it. What what I did was I tended to swap out parts for robot parts because I guess uh, something else to do with this is they they let you kind of mix and match a lot more so you can actually like take your head off and put on a robot head on any of the races you don't have to pick the robot race oh okay it's stuff like that where it's like you can kind of just get creative and it doesn't actually matter that much um so they kind of like they present you this weird hodgepodge of ideas and they're like hey just play around with it and it's kind of like legos that sounds fun. It, yeah, I mean, I, I hope the gameplay is fun. I finished the tutorial, and it, it feels good. Um, I'm shooting by actually aiming. I'm not, like, tab targeting. And I just I kind of find that satisfying, even if it's not always efficient in this sort of game. Sure. So, I don't know. We'll see where that goes.
1: I will say that the Synaptic Overdrive game, the, the reviews are mostly negative if you scroll oh, through them, no. apparently the online doesn't work very well, and it's an online game, so that's no. a problem.
0: Oh well.
1: So, I mean, one less cool, thing for me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I have thirty dollars. I don't have to spend.
0: Yeah, here's my character. I, I didn't take many screenshots.
1: That's kind of a cool character.
0: Um, the world is very pretty. They, even though they're reusing the same map, they clearly updated it. So. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis turns out to be great. Um it doesn't I don't think it'll be great, but I think it'll be good.
1: Nice. I feel like it's been a while since you like showed up with a new MMO.
0: Well, they don't make new MMOs anymore.
1: Yeah, it'll do it. Cuz
0: I I literally try them. Like in fact today we got a new trailer for the Amazon MMO and it's like I don't think they can convince me to try this one. It just doesn't look like my thing.
1: Wait, the Amazon MMO is like made by amazon.com or is it yeah. takes place in the Amazon?
0: No. Huh. The one Amazon's making. They I know I... In fact, I mean they actually like canceled two other games specifically to get staff to back the MMO cuz that was the only game they were producing that looked like it was going somewhere. Huh. Um, but I'm kind of it, it's not that it looks bad. It's just that it seems like it has a very high PVP focus and a world PVP focus in a way that I think sometimes you pitch these ideas, but they don't actually have legs unless the balance is perfect. Sure. Like people are going to get frustrated and stop playing. Um, I don't know that yet. <laughs> There's a lot. I don't know about the, uh, I'm to look up the name while we're talking about it. It is called, New World?
1: Oh, that's a super generic name.
0: Ah, that doesn't sound right. Is it Crucible? No, Lost Ark.
1: That's a bit better.
0: Well, now I'm confused. Are these separate things? Because I think, yeah, they're making New World and they're making Lost Ark. I wonder if New World is the game I'm thinking of. Maybe I don't know what Lost Ark is.
1: Maybe Lost Ark is traveling to the New World and Lost Ark is sci-fi.
0: Oh, Lost Ark? Actually, you're yeah, right. It has more sci-fi in it. I'm seeing robots and stuff. There's like a Final Fantasy tank shooting at a dragon, so.
1: That sounds fun.
0: Yeah, you know what? Lost Ark looks a little more interesting. I will try that one. I don't think I'm going to try New World.
1: You ever think about yeah. how, oh, like, video game and anime stuff, because I was talking about this with Joe yesterday. So, the reading of this book that someone in my writers group wrote, and it's kind of a mess but there's like anime influences in it and like anime fight scenes and anime exaggerations and stuff like work in a visual medium and they work in comic books and they you can get away with them and maybe like live action too to an extent but it's a cartoony thing right and so to have like an anime fight in a book is stupid like it, it you when you when you go that bombastic it just doesn't it doesn't work it, it, it makes no sense and he was talking to me about like this final fantasy character he saw with like swords for wings like its wings were you know the feathers were swords or whatever uh. and it's like he's like visually like, like you look at that and you're like that's stupid but also it's kind of fucking cool right like is it just it's so edgy and dumb but it looks neat like like i i want to play final fantasy for that kind of visual style cuz you get that weird over the top shit that like those kind of games can deliver and somehow get away with and it's just like yeah you couldn't describe that in a book because that's stupid
0: yeah that doesn't work don't do that I, I i hate like issuing rules that never do blank when you're writing a story but i i don't know that there's merit to emulating a visual medium
1: yeah like if you if you have like two characters like using magic to punch each other and they're punching each other through walls and floors and, and shooting crazy magic things at each other like lasers or whatever. Like, that works. That works in Superman. That works in anime. Works in cartoons. It's just really dumb when you're reading it as words.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't think there's a way to really do that effectively. With books, it, you can use the words to create interesting pictures. But the thing with a a, like an especially like an animated medium the timing is really key Mm -hmm. um but also how shots are framed like you could you could theoretically have a dragon ball z fight but if the camera was like zoomed out too far and you just clearly see heather punching it wouldn't be as fun as the shaky can that you can't follow what's going on yeah but if you're describing it you're saying goku and Cell exchanged fists and they dodged and blocked each other's blows and neither of them could get a solid hit in and it just it, it's not as fun as watching them go eh, 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 eh. yeah oh. for sure
1: yeah I,
0: I don't think it works i i think that if you wanted to get things to some sort of extreme level for the sake of how extreme it is like isn't there some of that stuff in starship troopers where like how overpowered the space marines are
1: I've never read the book.
0: So, I, I feel like the theming is that they're over-the-top powered. And that's okay. supposed to give you a sense of scale of how far the war has taken humanity, right? But it's not like there's a series of action scenes where they're nuking planets. They just, like, give you an example of what a space marine is capable of doing for context. Okay. You know what I mean? So, there's, like, a, there's a balance there where it's not that you can't have a character with wings made out of swords, but it's like that it should be revealed dramatically and not just like used in a cool fight scene because it's cool.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like, cause when I was younger, obviously like fight scenes were like really great in books. Cause I, I like the action books. Um, I go back to them and they're my least favorite part of the books. And so, remember there was a, a C.S. Lewis book. I think it was called Till We Have Faces that takes place in a fantasy setting. It's largely not about fighting at all. It's it's C.S. Lewis. So it's very religious-focused. It's very, like, theological and philosophical. But there is a, there is a fight sequence near the end. And uh, these two people are getting ready to duel with, with, with swords. And I think the, the build-up is, like, many chapters. The actual fight is, like, a couple paragraphs. And it's a, it, it's a really great sequence because there's this like quick, logical brutality to it where they swing a couple times and they're each aiming for a specific vital spot. Because if you want to fight somebody, a human, and you want to kill them quickly, you chop these couple spots because they're gonna bleed a lot and die. Because they didn't have the, you know, the technology and the medicine to fix it. And so they trade some blows because they got armor and one of them ends up getting the other, like, in the back of the leg and just cutting deep enough to hit the artery. And then the fight's over because they're pretty fucked at that point and no one's going to, like, intervene to save them because it's a fight to the death. So, yes, they could technically survive that if someone put a tourniquet on there, um, but it's not going to happen. And I, I remember just, like, being really kind of enthralled by that, like, really quick couple couple paragraphs just because it did so much in such a small amount of space where you have other fantasy books that are just like this fight scene goes on for two chapters because we got magic and we got like eight characters and they're going to be running on walls and doing all this goofy shit and it's just doesn't really work like hell lord of the rings is a great example like lord of the rings movies like the fighting in that fun as hell right it's cool the fighting in the books there's not a lot of it like the battle of helms deep is a chapter long and the only reason it's that long is because there's a lot of characters that jumps between.
0: And I remember in The Hobbit, like, the Battle of Five Armies. I'm pretty sure that they hand wave half of it away because Bilbo gets, like, knocked unconscious while he's invisible and he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And, like, misses the last half of the battle. Like, I, I-, I remember when they announced The Hobbit's going to be three movies and the third one's going to be the-, the Battle of Five Armies. And my first thought was, like, wasn't that, like, a chapter long? Yeah. Like, I, I know there'll be build up to it, but it, this is just going to be like a really dragged out action movie, isn't it?
1: I never saw it, was it?
0: Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> um. I, I want to say, I, I think I defend the Hobbit movies more than most people, but I don't redeem that third one. It is kind of a mess. Sure. And then the the extended versions fix the first two. The extended version of the third one makes it worse. Like they should have oh, no. cut that stuff out. It's real. Did you ever see the um, the the dwarves' uh, <laughs> anti arrow technology to fight the elves? No. Um, I gotta find that because it is the dumbest shit. You, you you will not believe what you're looking at. I want to send you this. So this is at the Battle of Five Armies, and the dwarves say, "Oh, we're dwarves, we're gonna fight you." And then the elves say, like, mm, we will shoot our arrows. And they shoot a bunch of, like, arrows that block out the sun at the dwarves. Um, How long is this clip here? About a minute. Um, Jump to, like, the 20-second mark.
1: Okay. What? That was dumb. Also, this looks bad it looks really bad visually it's just like what why is there so much money put into what looks like belongs on like the sci-fi channel i don't don't know why this looks as bad like someone who knows a lot about like filmmaking and cg and lighting could be like well there's a lot to unpack here and why this looks bad but i'm just like i don't i don't like how this looks so much
0: yeah my my understanding is there were two things going on with that and part of it was uh um shoot what's the director's name uh, Jackson? Yeah, Peter Jackson. Um, I guess that they, they made him film this in 3D. Mm. Which, uh, a couple things of that, it, it, it meant that you couldn't do certain practical effects because it would break the perspective illusion, so they went with a lot more green screen. Sure. And then secondly, uh, I guess, apparently he didn't actually want to do the three movies, but they said, no, no, trilogies are how we do movies now. And they made him force it out into three. Now, that's not to say that it couldn't have been done better. Like, uh, you know, you can't just say, oh, the producer ruined it. Um, right. But there were some motivating things that weren't necessarily his first vision. And so well, I, I think maybe he was tired.
1: <laughs> let's say another was like, hey, let's turn a 300 page kids book into three two hour movies. And it's like, uh, well, what if we didn't do that? Wouldn't that be cool? Which is funny because then I think about, like, the Golden Compass uh, HBO series that came out recently, and it's like, that's technically, like, a 300-some-page kid's book that they turn into, like, six or seven episodes each an hour long, um, and that worked out really well. But obviously, like, the, the the structure of an episode and a TV show is very different from that of a of movie, so... And they fleshed out some side characters. I don't know. Like, it's it's the same and it's not. Like, because execution is a big thing. Uh, timeline is a big thing. Budget's a big thing. But, yeah, I never... I think I saw the first Hobbit movie and was just, like, not that impressed. And then didn't care to see the other two when they came out.
0: Yeah, um, I think the first one was paced very poorly. But, again, the extended cut fixed it. So I was optimistic for the rest. Mm-hmm. It, it meanders a bit after that first one. I don't know. We're, we're talking about the believability of kids' stories. Did you still want to try uh, Beyond Belief, Fact, or Fiction?
1: Yeah, we could do that. It's what, about a half hour an episode? or No. Oh, how long are they?
0: Uh, it's an hour.
1: Oh, do we want to save that for next week since we're a half an hour into this?
0: So what I was thinking was we're on this topic. We, 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 we both like fantasy and sci-fi, Right? Yep. It's weird how when you're talking about fiction of that nature, there's a level of believability that you kind of need so that you don't just say this is stupid and lose interest. Sure. Uh, where, how How do you measure that line? Like when you have an idea and you have to like stand back and go, is this too stupid? Ah. Uh. You know what I mean? Um, I'm thinking about Space Jam. where oh, sh- i I remember when i was a kid and i was watching that i felt like this movie didn't have to be made right like (laughs) it did not grab me at all i did not feel any sense of stakes or like anything was making sense at all
1: i enjoyed space jam when i was a kid i i don't know if i cared much about like the stakes and the plot it was more like i like these looney tunes characters and they're playing basketball that's cool Oh, there there's a guy I I, I was I was never into basketball. I was never good at sports. Like I knew who Michael Jordan was because pop culture. Um I I, I so I enjoyed it because cartoons. That that was my age range. Um I would say I'm trying to think of like examples where I was like, This is so dumb from the get-go, I wanna duck out right now. Uh one of them that comes to mind is the is the book series Divergent by Veronica Roth, which is like a Hunger Games clone, and so the the conceit of the, of this dystopian sci fi world is that this this society this town is divided up into five parts based on personality type, and they don't like each other, and so when you become a teenager of age, you get you take like a you know Buzzfeed personality quiz, and then you go live in that type and you're, you're, you're sectioned off as you know, you're in that clan now. And if you're not in a clan at all, you're like a homeless person and you're living in the streets.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: Each book got a movie. Okay. Um, and I just remember starting that and, and being so like, this idea is dumb as shit. And, and part of like the, the reason I thought it was dumb is because it's not, it's not like they had like, personality types that made sense it was like are you the action star personality type are you the i tell the truth personality type are you the politician personality type like it was those archetypes not like are you an introvert are you an extrovert are you depressed you know it wasn't it wasn't like actual personalities it was like these weird tropes. it was was like high school clicks yes yeah are you a jock are you a smarty are you a hall monitor
0: oh no that's awful
1: it was terrible, and those books did pretty well because at the time, they hit the zeitgeist when the young adult dystopian fiction was huge, and so everybody's buying just everything. Like I said, they got movie deals. I want to say they they got three movies, and then they did a TV show to finish out the last half of the the last book because uh, they, they they couldn't get enough money to do the final movie, and most of the actors didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> They're like, well, what if we did a TV show that sucked? Like, fine. At least that's consistent work for a bit.
0: Or maybe the real divergence was the friends that we walked away from along the way.
1: And I don't know this for a fact, but I've been told that the third book is like a really crazy genre twist, and it's like I don't want to say it's good, but it's it it it, it sort of maybe realizes it, it becomes a bit genre savvy and it goes in a direction that doesn't make any sense, but it's technically better because the first two books are terrible. Um, but I I guess like there's a certain level of world building where you can be like this is so dumb why why did you why did you keep writing? And I would say like that is the the big example that comes to mind. I'm trying to think of like comic books where I just ducked out right away. And typically, they're not less about like world building or concept and more of just like, God, the writing is terrible.
0: Uh, okay, here's one. Um, did you ever see the Slender Man movie? No. Now, I know horror movies are usually like their excuse for action moments, um, or like, it really like slasher movie rather. Mm -hmm. Where it's not about a deep story or anything. It's just an excuse for teenagers to end up, like, getting stabbed or whatever. Um, By that standard, Slender Man was the laziest written movie I've ever seen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, do you know anything about the film? I do not. Do you know anything about Slender Man?
1: Yeah, it's an internet guy that, like, shows up in the background of pictures, and he's kind of creepy. And then there was, like two girls that tried to kill someone and they're like, we did it this for Slenderman and they're in prison or something.
0: Yeah. So you know more than the writers of this movie. Um, they can see the- to
1: Slenderman is he's creepy because he shows up. I don't think he's actually like technically dangerous. It's just like there's a perceived danger because he's otherworldly and you're like, he wasn't there when you took the picture, right? He wasn't there when you were there, but now he's somehow worked his way into it and that's wrong cuz it's not what you think like it's a, it's a more of a perception thing than than a knife wielding monster
0: yeah i mean i think the real um inspiration for the fear was like really skinny looking trees without leaves on them sure and the the stories like actually like i could talk about the origin cuz it's interesting um there are these two paranormal like fan forums where they'll talk about ghosts and stuff and they kind of have this rivalry going back and forth. And one forum had a funny idea that they should come up with a, a fake thing and then start posting it on the other one. Like, hey, I was going through my grandfather's uh, photo album and I found this creepy photo. Does anyone recognize this ghost? And then someone else will say, wait a minute. I've seen that ghost before. I I Here, I found this photo in my grandfather's photo album. And just have a bunch of people, like, collude and pretend it's a real thing to, like, prank this other paranormal site into thinking it's an actual phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And so this guy just photoshopped a bunch of, uh, ba- basically the first Slender Man pictures by just finding these, like, creepy photos of, um, like, old black and white, uh, like, birthday parties for children. But having this, like, oddly tall, faceless man standing by the tree line, like, watching the kids party. Yeah. And, uh... From that, they they started spreading stories about how, like, each of these photos was tied to a missing child case later and yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know. At some point, it became like an Internet thing that he travels through the Internet. I don't know where that story came from. Uh, at some point, it just like it's a fun visual. So no one understands why they like it and they just throw it into things. And that's what the movie was based on, was just throwing it in there. And so in the film, (laughs) like, there is literally zero setup. It's just like some girls are having a party. And they're like, or not even a party, they're just hanging out after school. And they're like watching a movie or something. And then one of the girls says like, hey, so you guys know about Slender Man? Like, no, what's that? It's like, well, you you watch the video and then it ghost haunts you. Oh, wow, you got to go to um secret it's on the dark web website you watch this video and then he'll he'll come to you and so they watch the video oh like that's, that's the dope. setup it is so lazy and after that it's like <laughs> they they try to explain that he's like a computer virus but for the human body
1: see now that right there is a neat tagline for
0: something no it's not because that's what the word virus is you're right that is what the word virus means. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like this weird, like it's doubling back on itself with its stupidity until it's standing upright and you go, Oh, okay, I get it.
1: Well, okay, the idea that you could contract a virus from your computer is kind yeah. of interesting. Like I, like I, I give that. Um, but yeah, like I mean it's one of those things where like, oh, there's this this character archetype thing is popular right now, let's just fucking make it into a movie and make money which is frustrating but there you go but
0: there's also like zero consistency with what he even is or does um one of the girls like goes crazy and is locked in her room because they don't know what's wrong with her but then one of the other girls like disappears like just straight up disappears like magic it's like she disappeared into a tree and it's kinda of like what what is actually going on? Like what is the threat?
1: See, now there's another thing. Like the idea like you said disappears into a tree, and I'm just like, that's a great visual for a horror thing. Like what if what if people just yeah. started disappearing into trees, right? And I was like, I should write that down. That's a good one. And so I asked uh I asked Emily, Jean-Luc, and Alex, I was like, Hey, what's what's something that like immediately comes to mind? You're like, this the concept is so dumb you lost your suspension to disbelief. And Emily said the uh the comic book Noctera, which is a Scott Snyder book. And the, the, the thesis there is that at some point in the world went dark, um, kind of like the sun went out sort of thing, and people started mutating into these weird, like, shadow creatures. And it took, like, three or four days for people to realize, yeah, to stop that, you have to turn lights on. And so we started turning lights on, and and, and the it's a post-apocalyptic story where there's no lights, and... People are like running electricity back and forth like there's a truck driver and she's taking people and batteries so they can get the flashlights going or whatever. And it's stupid and it's not very good. But I think I think the reason you lose suspicion of disbelief right away isn't because the idea is inherently bad. I think you could work with that. It's just the writing is really stupid and lazy. And it kind of comes down to like if we went back to the Divergent thing, I think the idea of, oh, we we divided a city into personality archetypes. I I still don't know if I would like it, but I think you could make that work if you didn't use high school cliques as your personality types because you're not marketing it to fucking, you know, 14-year-olds, right?
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you.
1: I wish I could think of more examples for this because I know know it's happened, like, plenty of times, probably with, like, anime, you know, it's probably a big one because there's some just dumb as shit anime. But... It's so dip like, oh Sword Art Online. I dipped out fucking right away because oh. I thought that show is dumb as shit.
0: Dude, I hate. I think the only thing I hate more than Sword Art Online is Sword Art Online Two.
1: Oh no! Wait, no, I'm thinking Shield Heroes.
0: Um. Oh, Shield Hero. That was in the same line though, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean it's the same kind
0: of bullshit. Um. That yeah, you know, I I have my problems with Sword Art Online. I think Shield Hero is just is like irredeemably bad. <laughs> yeah, Shield Hero is really bad. Um did, did you ever try Sword Art Online? I've been told the first
1: 15 episodes are okay, like it's like the first main arc and then it goes downhill pretty fast.
0: Oh no. I cuz I dipped out on episode 3. Oh wow. Um so Sword Art Online 2? the The premise is basically the same thing as happening in a different game where when you die in the game, you die for real. Whoa, it's crazy. But it's a completely different MMO. Mm-hmm. And the the police can't solve the mystery. So, like, we'll get the kid that solved the last mystery. And so even though he only plays, like, fantasy games, they're like, hey, will you, will you sign up on this game and investigate why this person died? And it's a shooter. It's like a sci-fi shooter game and he's like well i only play melee classes and he's like well there's no melee in this game it's a shooter and he's like oh i can't i'm not i'm not a good shooter um but then he <laughs> he's like he somehow uh he, like instead of spending his money on a better weapon he can use he he spent his money on this weird lottery system where there's like a challenge and if you complete the challenge you get a special like high level item and it was like You had to be this, like, really precision shot to complete the challenge. But as soon as the light turned on, he did this, like, dash and did a melee attack on the target. And he won the game that no one else could win. And it gave him a sword. So he's the only person in the game with a sword. But he's so good with it that he can cut bullets in half anyways. And he runs so fast that he can, like, outrun other gunners. And it's, like, I I feel like the game isn't designed this way.
1: So... My brother has watched I think both seasons of Sword Art Online and I I think the reason he he's got enjoyment out of the first season is he thought the game mechanics were cool. Like as a game designer, he thought there were cool game design elements in Sword Art Online the game. And then he's like, yeah, the, the there's no good gameplay in Sword Art Online 2.
0: Yeah. It's a like it's a the...
1: bad game and it's a bad anime.
0: Um in the first one there's this cute moment where like the community came together and they defeated the the boss of the first dungeon or something, right? Mm -hmm. But the guy leading everybody was in the beta and he knew the secret that if you're the one that gets the killing blow on the boss, then you get special loot. So he was like intentionally structuring the team so that he would get to get the final hit in, but he ends up dying in battle and then the main character uh, does it for him. And, and (laughs) there's this very dramatic moment where, He gets his experience points screen (laughs) and the little like loot thing. And and so it's like they're having this thing where the all the villagers are like, wait a minute, you were in the beta, too. You knew the secrets and you didn't tell us. And very dramatically, he opens his inventory screen and double clicks on the cloak that dropped. And then it like really dramatically anime cloaks on his back as he turns around all dramatic. It's like, yes, and I'm better than all of you. And he like walks on while the wind's blowing his, his new cape. But it's like it it syncs up with the like goofy MMO equipment screen, where I kind of laughed. And if it was more of a comedy that leaned into that, I would laugh more. But I sincerely felt they were trying to be serious. And it's like that's the vibe I was getting. Where it's like I'm uncomfortable watching this.
1: You know, it's interesting. So this question I think kind of comes down to like how much you know about a topic, right? Like. If you're a doctor and you're watching a doctor show and it's really wrong because they're getting doctors wrong because it's a TV show and a drama and not like real life, probably like this is awful. I hate this. Or like a lawyer, right? And you're watching like Boston Legal. And um, one of my things is I've played enough MMOs to understand how they work and how people in MMOs act. And so when I see them in movies or books or whatever, there's usually they're wrong, like they're depicted wrong for narrative purposes and I immediately go that's not how that fucking works. Um Ready Player 1 is a big is a big one. Like the the core concept of Ready Player 1 is actually fine. Like there's there's good things that you could do with that concept. But then this MMO where things are hidden and it's just like nothing's hidden anymore in games. Like Whenever a new patch would come out in World of Warcraft, people would just, like, scan the files and then all of a sudden it all appear on Wowhead and you could just look up whatever you wanted. All of the attacks are there, what they do. Nothing is ever a surprise. And I don't think that would change this far into the future when computers and VR are so good you can basically go into a game and lose yourself in the game that way. Like, the technology to parse it would also advance. And then obviously the way... The cute characters interacted with each other was total fucking bollocks. Um, what? Oh god! I had another example because it's not the only oh. MMO thing. Oh, Pixels. Pixels is dumb as shit too. I, I didn't see that whole movie. I saw like a bit of so, it, and I was like, I hate this so much.
0: Are you familiar with the the Pac Man sequence? Yeah. Um, but where like the the idea is the one guy has the record for the best Pac Man score. Um, but halfway through, like, they're they're piloting these little cars that represent the ghosts. So it's like they have to corner the Pac-Man alien. So they're trying to, like, outpace Pac-Man and the whole city is the grid, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's enough setup here where it's like, okay, I can get how, like, someone grew up playing Pac-Man. This is a cute visual. But it's like, I understand enough about programming and games that I, this falls apart in so many different ways specifically because the ghosts have programmed AI paths. Like they don't just move random or they don't just chase. Right. So it's like, why is the, why is the enemy alien communicating in this way when the ghosts aren't behaving correctly? But then on top of that, the guy that has the high score in Pac-Man at one point, he uses a cheat code on his car by inputting that famous Pac-Man cheat code that makes Pac-Man go faster, which isn't oh, the a thing that, that happens. Oh, and wait, I have
1: another problem. He's good at Pac-Man by playing Pac-Man, not the fucking ghost. That's yeah, not the same thing.
0: That's what I was just about to say, was that if you put in that code, wouldn't it make Pac-Man go faster, not the ghost car that you're piloting? Yeah. And then from there, let's get into physics, where if the game sequence doesn't break by having the car go faster than it's supposed to why not just overtune the ghost cars to be faster and they wouldn't be prepared for it it's like there's there's so many things where i'm trying to watch this and my brain cannot nitpick every single little thing that happens and i can't just enjoy the movie for what it is
1: yeah oh, i wish that's, I could that's remember partially my, other-
0: my fault but it's also not
1: I wish I could remember what the other MMO thing was because I I know I see MMOs done wrong like more often than not when they're the concept of a story. Did you ever and see that
0: CSI where they were looking for a murderer on Second Life?
1: I was going to talk about that one too. Yeah, God, that was fucking awful.
0: And there's a part where it's like, they're at a nightclub, and they ask, we're looking for Superstar 99. Is he here? It's like, well, yeah, he's right over there. And he, like, runs out of the nightclub. it's like, we have to chase him. So, like, chasing him on the avatar. And then he gets on a hover bike and flies away. So, they have to get on their hover car. And they're chasing after him all over Second Life. And it's this, like, chase sequence where the person that they're pursuing could literally just log out. hmm Or teleport anywhere. Like, If you have any idea how any of this works, there's like, there's no way to catch him and corner him and force him to talk to you. Right. If you logged into Second Life and walked up to someone and said, I work for the FBI, I need to ask you questions. They will just mute you. Like, (laughs) there's no sense of authority or anything.
1: You know what would be really funny is next time we play VR chat, if we did that, it's like we pretended we are in the FBI and we're just like walking up to strangers
0: you know what I want to do? I want to walk up to strangers and I when they have their name like, like it'll be like Solar Flare 5 I want to go, "Oh, are you Solar Flare?" and and they'll go, "Oh, yeah." And it's like, "Okay, cuz I wanted to talk to you about your car insurance. Did you know that you get extended?" <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, too. <laughs> um Now, a, a similar one that I think was handled better mostly because it's a comedy, so you go into it knowing it's a comedy, but that South Park where they play Wow Oh, yeah. That's a fun one. And there's a couple moments where they break from how Warcraft works. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, few and far in between enough where it's, like, you don't really care.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was still like, okay, killing that many boars isn't going to get you to max level. And they're on the same faction. He can't kill you unless you duel.
0: Well, they but no, they whatever. hand that. They did explain they? that he... He, like, out-leveled the system and was, like, oh. he was more powerful than the mods in the game. Okay. Now, the, the question of how do you mechanically out-level the system, that's its own question, but...
1: Which, uh, funny enough, you tell me that, but, like, oh, that makes sense. Like, it doesn't, but, like, I buy that as an excuse, right? Because, <laughs> one, it's a comedy, but, two, I, it doesn't matter. Like, you posit that as a thing that can happen in this, and I just assume that's a thing that can happen in this because if the villain's doing it it's fine. Now if if the heroes did it I would be upset because that's bullshit. Like villains are allowed to break the rules in a story and not ruin the immersion.
0: Well, I mean the the other part is that when uh it, when when the character dies, they're not removed from the game. And yeah. part of the joke is people overreacting to getting killed once in a while. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the bad guy would just respawn. Yeah. And, like, and just log on at a different time and kill people. Like, it, it It's like thematically, it's just removed enough where you get the story out of it and it's like, now don't look at it anymore. And they sweep it away. But it's also, done like, well because you don't like think about it too much.
1: There's a certain kind of beta commentary to that episode where they're like, well, they killed him. Now what do we do? And it's like, well, now we play the game. And so like, when you get to max level, you're like, I did it. I got to level 60. What do I do now? It's like, well, oh, now you play the game for real. You know, then they're like even more <laughs> coordinated and it's like, yeah, that that does kind of happen. That game is fucking
0: weird. I oh, yeah, I, I love like they literally finish the episode by going like, OK, well, then let's uh let's go to the Northern barons, OK, Uh, uh Kenny cast uh, Divine Shield. All right. Mm-hmm. You got the food buff. OK, it's like it's so anticlimactic that it's perfect. Yeah, Um.
1: but it's also like super on brand for World Warcraft.
0: Yeah, I th- that was a well done one. Despite the, the basically the same flaws that you find in Pixels, except with in Pixels, you pull your hair out. Because they're telling you that's serious.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, it's not. You're doing it wrong.
1: God, why can't I think of more examples for this that isn't like, I mean, I could bitch about the other Ernest Klein book, uh, Armada. I don't know if you know anything about that. No. So the premise of Armada is that aliens are going to attack the Earth, but nobody knows it. But there's this video game that uh, is really popular... And it turns out the video game is secret training and the best pilots in the video game end up getting enlisted into the army to pilot airplanes like drones to go fight the aliens. And so then the main character is this kid who's really good at this video game. um, And it, 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 it's sort of like the, the twist in uh, uh Ender's Game, which they, they reference like a shitload because like, oh man, I'm so <laughs> clever. I'm actually ripping off Ender's Game, guys. Did you know? And the book wow. is just... God, that book is... It is so bad. It is one of the worst novels I've ever read.
0: I never would have thought of just ripping off another book and doing my own story.
1: It's one of those things that were like... Ender's Game made that work. Because that was a really, like, important build-up twist that, hey, these games they're playing aren't actually games. Like, they're legitimately training for battle and they're being tricked because they're kids. Whereas this was trying to be that level of serious, but Ernest Cline is incapable of writing, and also the, the the structure of it from the get-go was not conducive to that, and so it was terrible, and you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? No, the government's not, like, when it's the twist at the end, it works. When it's the twist in chapter three, it's dumb as shit.
0: Okay, uh, this is slightly off topic, but slightly not. What's your take on, like, Conspiracy theories about the, about like Area 51 and stuff. Um, specifically, what do you think about the story of Polybius?
1: I don't know that story.
0: Oh, you don't? Okay. Um, there's like this Area 51 tier conspiracy that the government made a video game and it's like, it's either brainwashing software or it's like some kind of test for like the next evolutionary part of man where it's like if you can solve it then you're 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 is- issued away to some secret camp where all the smart people are kept
1: oh this does sound kind of familiar it's, Keep it's going. like
0: it, no that's it it's just stupid like just you can make up three more things that don't make sense and it's just like what if the government had a secret video game and it's all right there's no legs on here if you want to say they're hiding aliens i want to hear your theory when you say polybius is real i'm like okay that's good
1: yeah the idea of the government trying to make some like pop culture thing to brainwash people i feel like is more plausible than most conspiracy theories but then it's like yeah but like fox news exists and and like, people log into Twitter and they brainwash themselves without the government's help. So it just seems like, I don't know, if they, the government doesn't need to go to that much work. We're, we're, we're totally capable of fucking up our own perception of reality by ourselves. You don't need lots of flashing lights and subliminal messages.
0: I, okay, someone just sent me this picture. And it just made me feel sad for the human race.
1: So, I'm guessing, well, I mean, it's Breitbart news, so I I don't exactly take the uh, that the, this with a grain of salt, but I do like the title of Mark Zuckerberg post-video of himself throwing spear with ear protectors on.
0: No, that was a real video.
1: He could have been listening to that music or something. But those do no, look like ear protection.
0: The, those are sound protection you take to the shooting range. Because, you know, like when you release a spear, it has like a really loud sound.
1: I mean, someone, like, two stalls over could be shooting a
0: gun. Possibly, but that wasn't in the video. I... I don't know. I, I, well, you heard about the thing with his white... his. He had that weird, like, white face when he went, um, like, surfing or whatever. Waterboarding.
1: I mean, listen, at this point, Mark Zuckerberg is the closest thing to a possible real actual lizard man that we have, and... Maybe throwing spears upsets Lizard's earring. Like you know, it could be a reptilian thing.
0: It could be, but apparently he he put on that white face because he thought it would it would fool the paparazzi into thinking it's not him, which is also lizard logic. Yeah, I <laughs> i I don't want to just like bash on some guy for being weird, but I I don't. I, mind I, I think Zuckerberg
1: on him. will be okay. Yeah,
0: I don't think he's okay now. Oh, so every time I, guess I see moral- a picture
1: of him, I'm just like, "Oh, he's not the guy from the social network. That's an actor, isn't it?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I think I want to end cap this with like we're talking about fiction and believability, but mm-hmm. the thing that gets me is that truth is stranger than fiction sometimes. Yeah. So it's just kind of that's the other part sometimes like something will actually happen but it's like if you were to write that and put it in a book people would complain how unbelievable it is yep it's like no no this is life experience like yeah
1: god i i feel like i should have examples of that off the top of my head because i definitely like will be reading the news and be like if i read that in a book that would i would be like that's horseshit but here it is like there's video of it like there's reporters talking about it um no examples though sorry
0: Oh boy. I like MMOs and I wish there were more to choose from. Yeah. I feel like people tend to pick between like 3 of them and then they they claw and attempt at alternatives that don't last.
1: Mhm.
0: Oh well. Should we have a glad space?
1: Yeah, are you glad about anything.
0: Um I I'm really glad about Beyond Belief Factor Fiction.
1: Sorry we didn't talk about that. We'll do that next week.
0: I literally I watched three episodes last night because I, I oh, enjoyed yeah. that show so much. Nice. There is this one in particular. It, oh my gosh. Um <laughs> so okay. The this lady, she's like a business lady and she's very, very busy. She's oh she's so busy, she's a workaholic. And she's going to go on vacation, but she's still... Oh, she's busy, and she's distracted on her phone. um And then, like, she, she's coming around the corner on this, like, mountain path, and she almost hits a school bus. And it's like, ah, no. And then she almost hits a rock. It's like, ah, no. But she's okay. And she gets to the cabin, and she's like, like, I need a rest from my... I need a vacation time now. I'm a business lady. um But then there's these loud kids outside. So she calls the cabin opener and says, like... What what's with those kids I thought it was quiet here and the cabin owner's like there, there's no kids there and so then it turns out they're ghosts and it turned out she was also a ghost and they were they're like calling her to cross over with her and they all disappeared and oh. the cabin owner lady like found a newspaper with the lady saying that she died yesterday in that car crash at the bus and she's like what and it's like Real quick, I can I can argue why this isn't a real story is because the story is focused on a person that's dead. And yeah, the, only the dead person could have told you the interesting parts of the story like that. You're, you're doing the premise wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's so it's so stupid and hokey. I, I love these little short stories because they're all like flawed like that. I look forward to sharing it with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed today's talk, though. I think this is a fun, just oh, kind of random, t- rambly combo.
0: Today was a fruitful conversation. But what about you? What's something you're glad about?
1: Okay, I I guess I, I'm i going to go with the option. It's, it's kind of gross, but so, I don't remember if I mentioned this on air, but I've, I've been on antibiotics for an infection, and I'm off them now. Um, and the infection seems to be gone. So antibiotics have lots of side effects, because, of course, they do and this one had had a couple of fun ones one of them was it might cause diarrhea which it sort of did and the other one was it might cause constipation which it did and so for the last three days i have not pooped until today and by god did i i that was it was like more of a, an emotional relief than a physical release because i was like getting to a point where like i'm usually an everyday kind of guy this is a problem like I wanted to record music yesterday, and I was like, "I don't feel good because I have not pooped in two days." No, oh, no, I'm getting, I'm getting nervous about this. So I drank a bunch of rum last night because rum clears me out pretty good if I get hungover on it. And so I woke up this morning and I wasn't hungover, and I was like, "Shit, I did not drink enough rum." I hope this worked, and, it- <laughs> <laughs> and eventually it did, and like. It was, wasn't near as as, as fruitful of as a poop as I thought it would be, so I still got some left to get, but the the passages are clear. Like, ships are coming through the canal. <laughs> I feel better. You know what? So, that's something to be glad about, though. Sometimes you just need to take a shit. So that, that's, that's my crude but very funny glad space.
0: Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm glad you're feeling uh, better, kind of.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm. I'm uh, I finished the antibiotics on Tuesday, and so um, on second day, with the symptoms haven't returned. I've been. I was like really nervous about that. I was like, what if I what if I stop taking them and everything comes back, and I'm still like dying secretly, slowly inside. And so far, so good. Um, I think. I think I'm okay. I'm okay now. I just gotta stop being like a dumbass.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, things happen though.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get sick that often, and what I do is usually just, like, it's more frustrating than anything else. Like, the, you know how it goes, yeah. right? You're just, like, you just feel icky or whatever. I, I I have, like, annoying things that go, I don't know, my body likes to conspire against me. It's a piece of shit. But feeling better today. So, yeah, and it's, good, it's good to have a drink and, and chat with you. This has been real fun, drinking my brandy. So, glad we did this.
0: Yeah, it's fun to chat with you. I'm I'm glad we had a fun time today. Also,
1: Joe's giving me somewhat of a teaser of the things you guys saw in VR chat when I wasn't playing, and so I'm really excited to play this weekend.
0: Like what?
1: Like helicopters.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I literally forgot what we did last weekend.
1: (laughs) He he mentioned a couple other things. I don't remember what those are either, but I remember the helicopters because he brought it up more than once. He's like, I can't believe we found helicopters that you could fly. They didn't feel like shit.
0: Did I send you that picture of the helicopter?
1: I don't think you did
0: oh where's my picture folder at i hate vr chat saves in a weird spot
1: i think mine saves to my picture's vr chat
0: yeah that's the, literally the only thing in that folder
1: i really like my vr chat folder all this stuff you've sent me and all the stuff i've taken like it's such a weird dumb collection of like selfies and memories and just the stupid shit we do
0: yeah scrolling through this folder is just interesting Okay, there.
1: Oh, yeah, Joe mentioned this picture. It's just just his butt poking through. <laughs> clipping through the seat. <laughs>
0: He's flying this jet plane at maximum velocity, and it just, like, forces the bottom half of his body to, like, slowly inch backwards. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in the passenger seat, and all of a sudden he starts clipping through the seat. I'm just having this, like ass like slowly creep towards me and he's like the plane's working look how fast we're going and I'm just like staring at his ass getting bigger <laughs>
1: I, li- I like you have a great habit of like taking inappropriate pictures of things thank you like uh like whenever you send me a bunch of pictures of my character like this is everything we did today also here's the upskirt shot for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I-, I love like your character is it's funny because your character doesn't look like it's like sexualized or anything. But sometimes if you bend over funny, it's suddenly this like really great upskirt shot that like looks deliberate. And it's like, well, I can't not take a picture. You're diffusing a bomb in that short skirt.
1: Yeah. stupid. It's fun. Okay. I want to end on something really cute. I just read about Neil Gaiman, who is like one of my favorite authors. And it was, uh, I was once in line for a Neil Gaiman book signing. As soon as it was my turn to get my book signed, I was so starstruck I blurted out, "You are my biggest fan." I immediately realized my mistake and I apologized profusely. Adil just laughed it off and signed my book. And I was so flustered I didn't pay attention to what he scribbled in. Only after I left the area and opened it up, with my copy of the book to realize he'd signed it with, "From your biggest fan, Neil Gaiman." <laughs> I love that. I do too. That's so. Oh man, I would love to meet that guy and just be like. You made being alive worthwhile.
0: You and your you and your stories. If I met, um, if if I met my favorite author, I don't know. I hate I hate bothering famous people. I don't know. Forget I started that sentence. Good I think night, If you everybody. met them
1: at a book signing, it would be fine because that like that's the whole point is people are meeting you at a book signing. Like that's the, I, that's the context.
0: I got one of my Warcraft books signed by the author. That's cool. Um. Yeah, he, he refused to make eye contact with me. And like, it's like he, he took the book and signed it and handed it back to me without like turning his head in my direction. So it's kind of oh, a cool experience.
1: Late. I'm sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah. And there was like no one else there. Oh, really? Um. Like, yeah, it wasn't like there's a line and they have to move through it. It's like, oh, there's no line here. So I can hand them this book and tell him I enjoyed reading it. And it's like, nah, you didn't want to hear that.
1: I read, uh, Arl Stein has an on-writing book that's, uh, kind of fun, and one of his first book signings, like, when he first got, you know, joined to a publisher, he, he, because he's writing kids' books, and he was afraid that, like, he'd be off-putting, because he's writing horror books, and he's just some, like, guy, because he was a man at that age, I don't remember how old he was, but old enough, and so he had, like, he put on, like, these fake, like, bunny ears, and he had a suit on, and he looked like this ridiculous, like, borderline pedophile. And so he's always, like, sitting at his thing to sign people's books. And he's like, there, I'm unassuming because I put these cute rabbit ears on. Like, kids won't be afraid to approach me. And kids were terrified to approach him because he was fucking weird. And, and so he's like, I never did that again. That was a mistake. And I thought that was a really cute story.
0: Okay, one more thought. <laughs> but on the topic of like, of like, kind of like learning about how to do things, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that Neil Breen put out uh, like an instructional video on like on filmmaking, like how to his process on how to make a film? I wish
1: to watch this.
0: Uh, no, you don't, because it is five hours long. Ooh! And th- what's great is how he he's never been professionally trained. He's never taken a class, and he clearly does right. not understand how film works. And Correct. it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to watch these films that he puts out, but it's also like, wh- what? <laughs> what, And so when you see his process, it's like, yeah, this explains why nothing works right. But there's like a great part where he's talking about how important it is to, uh, to, to focus the camera and center it on what you want to film right so that it looks good. While he is like off center and it's a really terrible shot. Uh, and he talks about audio and how important audio is while you are having trouble hearing him out of the left speaker, mm, like mm, mm, like mm. it's not professionally done and finished. It's like he kind of lazily recorded it in an afternoon and said, "Like I can sell this." Um, That's a, that sucks. It's a, it's kind of it's interesting, but it's also like not worth. I I don't mind spending money for his movies, but I cannot drop a dime on this.
1: Fair, yeah.
0: I don't know. I changed the subject again. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everybody.